0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Sparks, and Serendipity. This is Mike. And who else is on here? I think it's Max, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Hey, I'm, Max. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. So yeah, today's a special episode. We thought of diving deeper into specific startup industries and really trying to shine a light on how they work, what makes specific players in these industries valuable? On which modes are they competing? Uh, because we get, we get some feedback that uh, this is something people are interested in. And it's also something that Max and I actually speak a lot about privately. So we thought, why don't we just bring this to the podcast? And today we want to dive into one of, if not the favorite industry of Max, namely audio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> are you excited?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's a kind of homegrown field, right? Um, uh, of course, I've kind of been, uh, I, I've been definitely been deeper into the kind of environment uh, half a year ago, but I, of course, I'm still overseeing everything happening. So, uh, super excited to kind of go back and forth with you um, and um, and potentially even getting to different views of how the audio scene is, is working at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, so, why don't we just uh, maybe for everyone listening before we dive in uh, we'll talk about audio we'll talk about the industry we'll talk about a couple of things in there which startups are great which startups are uh, having problems which incumbents are great et etc cetera, et cetera. and then lastly as always we'll still end it with book recommendations tour recommendations and then also with a quote so you get something new and something of the old and cherished uh, just up front so that you know what you're actually listening to but Let's dive in. So how would you actually describe your own journey in the, in the audio industry? Just give us like a really brief intro on why you know it so well and what got you into it. Sure. Um, So I think it all
1: started in 2014, or even earlier 2013, um, when I first came across podcasting back then. And I wanted to kind of dive deeper into podcasting because of two reasons. I didn't really like television that much. Um, Nevertheless, I also thought that television is not really a great way of understanding people and understanding um, kind of certain, let's say, I don't want to say industries, but just getting to know content from a different level, I think television was not the right way to go. And I also was quite sick of YouTube being the at the forefront um, of it all because I, I wanted to use time, especially passive time more effectively. I think coming back to kind of my sports season back then when I had longer trips going to different locations to to play football and golf. Um, and I think those situations were the, the, the sparking moment when I thought, hey, I want to use that time more effectively. And then I came across podcasting, which was my first step into kind of the audio world um listening to for i think 1 to 2 years understanding how how it works from from a let's say more external point of view and then i started my own podcast in 2015 uh, right in during studies because i believed that university itself might not be kind of the way to understand technology and understand how startups work so i started my own podcast and i think end of 2015 as um kind of an additional guide for me to understand how startup founders work, how business building works, how product building works. And it kind of got over time, of course, also building up a community. And that's why I got more intrigued by the audio industry, seeing how the whole industry works. I did different consulting sessions in in the space of kind of understanding how podcasts work, how smart speakers work, and also co-founded a company um, back then um, to also use voice technology for different purposes. So I think I've kind of come a long way, um, and and I'm st- I'm I'm still more or less passively looking at the space, and also super, also super interested at which kind of startups are being built. Um, so the scene has not left me, uh, and I'm very pa- like <laughs> passionate looking at looking at how. Also, ideas are popping up still, even though smart speakers have been in the game for, I think, three, four years, um, kind of actively being pushed um, by Amazon and Google and all these big players. So I'm really passionate. That's kind of, I think, a short, a very short summary of why I'm still intrigued and still motivated to to look into the space.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely helpful. And we'll also talk about industries where we are not extremely familiar with them, at least from the inside. Mm. But this is one of the topics where it will be me as an outside um, observer of the space, and then Max as someone who has deep industry expertise, and uh, maybe Absolutely. to to Ma- just one,
1: maybe one yeah? one thing to add, actually, Mike, that I I, I, I just came across when when thinking a little bit deeper, I actually be, like also why kind of I. I I think I I listened to it. I started the podcast. But why I I was literally intrigued from a psychological perspective was that I believe that humans will in the future kind of be more and more connected to technology in whatever way is going to be possible. And one way to absorb information is through audio. Because when we are on the streets, when we are potentially sitting in cafes, we always, in the future, we might not be always looking at screens. There will be different ways of using interfaces as a way of absorbing knowledge and information. And I think audio is a great way of kind of jumping into the next user interface of the future, where we will potentially have Google glasses on or certain glasses, and use that as um, and use kind of glasses and potentially audio interfaces, especially as a way of understanding knowledge of 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 kind of acquiring knowledge, and also potentially maybe also as a way of interacting with other people. So that's I think uh, a summary that I, I still wanted to mention more from a user interface perspective and technology perspective. That's very fascinating to me.
0: Okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, why don't we just, uh, we can just skip what I wanted to to mention, like for now at least, and just maybe define what audio actually is, because you mentioned a couple of the things. So let, let me just take a swing at it, and then uh, we, we'll see whether you agree. So generally, the audio industry is like kind of broad, right? There, there are different verticals. One thing you mentioned mm. is podcasting. Another thing you just mentioned is voice technology, so you, you talked about actually having voice interfaces. A very easy example for that is call centers, specifically automated call centers, where you can just say, I choose option three. Um, <laughs> and then also you have uh, smarter voice assistants like Alexa or uh, a Google's Google smart speakers. So actually your phone where you can actually tell more, like you are a bit more free in terms of what you actually tell the agent you're interacting with. And that's also one thing that I find interesting about the audio space, because if you compare audio interfaces and visual interfaces, audio almost seems more difficult for two reasons, uh, at least in my naive consumer view. One, it's slower, because if you, if you don't know what you want, it's slower, because the, the audio agent you're interacting with, let's assume you're like talking to a call center or something, they have to list all the options until you can actually like choose an option. That's part one. So if you have a visual interface, you can see more things at once just because your your eye is a bit quicker. And then two, one other thing that I'm I'm thinking about when I think of of audio interfaces is that you can theoretically tell your speaker or Siri or whatever everything right, but it only understands a, a subset of it. So sometimes it's not fully clear whether they can actually work with it work with your input right whereas when you have a touchscreen for example or some kind of visual interface you usually have a discrete number of options whereas the number of options with audio is almost unlimited but on the other hand you don't know what output you get back uh would you agree with my uh like basic description of audio and visual interfaces or do you think about it differently
1: I, I partly agree I I, I'm, I I totally agree on the on the standpoint that of course uh, at, at least at this point of time we are not cyborgs yet and we're not interacting with kind of technology uh, seamlessly uh, kind of as part of our brain where maybe audio interaction would be easier but I think if we kind of take the status quo I think still that and I totally agree with that any kind of action that a person takes that is a little more complex where you have different variables uh, set in place. Screens and and uh, graphical interfaces are still, I think, the way to go. If, if you have a very concise and you have a very precise idea of which kind of action you want to take, I think audio is the faster road. For example, if you know that you want to kind of order toilet paper In the second now, it's way easier to just say, hey, Alexa, um, please order some toilet paper and it's going to be delivered right at your door without kind of asking, without kind of opening up a website, without ordering, without going Mm. through the whole process. And I think Mm -hmm. if you have a very clear clear action in mind, audio is probably the faster route where if you have more variables, then I would also prefer screens, at least at the moment. So I I, I partly agree.
0: I, I I get that yeah that's a very good that 's a very good point right if you have a very specific action and you already know that this action can actually be executed, like in the example that you just mentioned, then having audio is amazing because you mm-hmm. have so many options that let's let 's take a step back. Human language is one of the best inventions that humanity has ever made, and arguably also the reason why we are the dominant species on the planet. So language is extremely powerful, which means that you have a a vast number of options just by using the tool of language that we're using every single day, which is kind of cool. So once you can actually use one of the best technologies in quotation marks that we've ever invented, or one of the best tools, and actually merge it with newer, like binary based technology, the, like just on a very high level that sounds like a very nerdy wonderful dream <laughs> I, but, I, 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 yeah
1: i agree go ahead. go ahead sorry go ahead sorry
0: uh, but i just wanted to like take like go go away from the super high level stuff that uh, we sometimes lose ourselves in if we talk too much about visions and talk a bit more concretely about some of the things that are happening in the market right now mm-hmm. and um Why don't we start with a a fairly basic separation of things that are happening? But before we dive into the actual like verticals and everything, I would like to talk about why is audio gaining steam right now? What is actually Mm -hmm. accelerating the pace? Because at least my connotation with the audio industry right now is that it's booming. And yeah, I would like to hear your thoughts on it. I have a couple of thoughts as well. But why don't you just start?
1: I think there. I think there are probably two, and there are probably more, more ways of, of looking at it. But let's. I would. I would like to focus on two. I think the one thing is um, the market dimension and and the market entry. Um, as you mentioned, I mean we have a range of different podcasts and even now podcast companies in the space. As an example, that have been very much focusing on only producing stories for the sense of audio. So I think that's Mm. kind of one part because there are certain opportunities that understood the market opportunities through audio. Um, And in addition, of course, you also see that companies like Amazon and Google have invested a lot of money and resources into understanding how audio as and and voice as, as as kind of as a as a tool or as a platform can help their their kind of advertising um, industry or potentially also for Amazon of course their e-commerce industry so I think the market was being opened up by external providers and if they wouldn't have been there I think I think the expansion wouldn't have happened so so quickly so definitely external market pressure um, through through the big players but also through smaller players that have opened up a new way of consuming content That's the Mm. first thing I see. And the other part is more concrete, I think, in regards to how humans behave and how that is related to kind of the actions of, of humans. Uh, there was just a study that was being published um, where the effects of COVID were being seen on audio consumption. And interestingly enough, audio consumption is still rising. So I think year over year, um, for example, smart speakers um, are still growing by over 30%. Uh, so the amounts of smart speakers being sold and you see uh, that I think over 40 or 45% of users are using... Their smart speakers either in their living room and sometimes even in their bedrooms, which is something that I find very, very interesting. So human behavior has changed in regards to audio, where people are not potentially looking at their screens anymore when they're chilling in in their living room or bedroom, but they're also using using audio interfaces as a way of effectively and efficiently uh, accessing knowledge or. Um, or information, so I think that's kind of the the two sides where i would i would I would look at it um, coming from two different angles, of course, one from the market side and one from from the human behavior side
0: yeah, very interesting like uh yeah so i'll I'll just add on that what you what you just said so basically one underlying factor and you alluded to it earlier is audio can be a very frictionless medium mm-hmm. when you are on a commute in a car or I don't know, switching metros to go to work. Having headphones on and listening to something is way easier than actually looking at a screen or walking through your home, tidying up stuff or doing anything where you have to move a bit or cooking. Audio can always be there. You can always mm-hmm. listen to a podcast or an audio book or, or music for that for that sense. But if you, if you want a narrative-driven thing or actual like nonfiction, then sometimes it's way easier to listen to audio than to actually look at a screen and consume YouTube or Netflix or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. also one other thing that you just mentioned, which I find very interesting, is that once you have a smart speaker in your room, you can actually you can almost interact with two things at once because you can have your phone. A lot of people are still watching, like or like looking at their screen, scrolling something, and they just tell Alexa to do something and you can mm-hmm. do both things at once like not in the literal sense but just um like you ha- you have a companion like you have someone that can actually do stuff for you and i think there's very few things that people enjoy as much like few little things as having a new smart speaker in their home having guests <laughs> over and then saying alexa play whatever or alexa turn the lights on uh, actually i visited a friend last week <laughs> And uh, <laughs> she was so happy uh, about her her smart speakers, and she she showed me everything. So I, I think having that that urge to just have to have someone that can do things for you by just you talking to them uh, that's that's a really like geez, that that are helping as well. You mentioned it, smart speakers, right? Very obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more people are actually using headphones. AirPods um, probably boosted the the podcast ecosystem a lot. And uh, then also podcasts are becoming more culturally culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, we will talk about a couple of news items later, but let's just start with one obvious one. The Joe Rogan podcast just so big and it's so mainstream by now that even people that weren't really podcast listeners before Have now come into the space as active consumers. Mm -hmm. And um, do you remember? You you probably remember the fact, like how many people are are listening to podcasts by by now?
1: I I think we are. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but what what I've heard is that at least we have kind of I think 700k kind of free podcast available as far as kind of our research has, has gone into but I'm I, I need to double check um again the the amount of listeners uh, globally but what I know is that the advertising budget is to be expected to be a billion by 2021 which kind of exemplifies mm. that there must be a lot of users otherwise yeah. there wouldn't be so much money being spent into the industry
0: Yeah, I don't know the the values for Germany, but I know that a third of Americans are listening to podcasts monthly, I think that's date of 2019, and then a quarter are listening weekly. And by 700k, you meant uh, like 700k different podcasts, right? Absolutely, right, right. That's insane. same. right. Yeah, we are one of them. One of the best, actually. Uh, That's what people (laughs) say, at least. I don't know. But yeah, so I I would
1: would like to add one thing that I came across, um, I think two or three years ago, and I just remembered it. Um, I I tried to pull it up because I wanted to see it kind of in a detailed manner, but I I didn't find it uh, right at the spot. Um, There was an analysis being done how the brain reacts to audio versus um, screen respectively mm. text um, and you could see literally and I, and I would love to pull up that picture and put it in the show notes and you could literally see that the brain is far more let's call it relaxed when listening to audio compared to reading or looking at screens um, and it literally, it's it's an, an effective way. And that's also how uh, the psychology of podcasts and audio was an, analyzed on human beings. And it was found out that people, after listening to podcasts, they feel that they are in some sort of meditative state. And mm. um, I don't think that if you kind of look at your screen, you, you, you feel that you are in a meditative state. Oftentimes, um, looking at also certain studies, people even feel stressed after they look at screens. And when you think about that perspective, I think from a psychology perspective, and we are both not psychologists experts, but it's still interesting to understand that, okay, the brain actually reacts smoothly to audio and you feel somehow in, in a different state after listening to audio than compared to looking at screens, which uh, gives the whole analysis a different dimension, I think. Also looking into the future and and look, of course, you can, the listeners can kind of give themselves their own imagination. But I think looking into the future, this might be a very interesting thing to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know that study, but I, I know it from experience. I use podcasts to calm down. And it doesn't actually have to be it doesn't actually have to be a topic I'm super into. Sometimes it's just I like the voices or I really like the style of the podcast. And it almost feels as if they are just in your living room or wherever you are talking to you. And you feel like I have some podcasts that I feel a real connection to, which is which is hmm. pretty cool. And then also podcasts seem more informal than most texts or even videos. Because like I said, it feels as if either one person or multiple people are just talking to each other or talking to you. So totally, yes. totally see that see that part. Let's let's maybe switch from the touchy-feely stuff to the actual business yep. and talk a bit about the, the different verticals. So let's maybe start with a higher level um, separation. So one thing that Andreessen Horowitz did, and we will dive into one of their articles on podcasting a bit later, is uh, they basically separated at least the like some part of the audio space not the whole audio space but rather just a sub part of it into general podcast listening apps uh, that's probably the app you are using to listen to to this right now um, we, we can mention a couple of examples later Uh then uh, the second thing they said is vertical listening apps. This is not podcast related, but different kind of content. For example, Blinkist is sharing book summaries, Audible for audiobooks and a couple of other ones. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, content producers. So companies that are actually producing either audiobooks or podcasts or other kind of audio content. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that market, the there are very s- strong differences between these three verticals and what actually makes you succeed if you're building a real company in the market right so absolutely why don't we start talking a bit about the actual podcast listening apps and what makes uh, like some of them good or winners and others uh maybe losing out Um, i can start with a couple of stats that i have in front of me And uh, then we can talk about the actual modes and how value is created afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, So basically Apple podcasts, still the dominant app, uh, probably because it's pre-installed. I don't like it that much, but I think that it's still the most convenient one. Just because you have access to everything and it's, it's pre-installed, which is always very helpful. So apparently, according uh, to this uh, number of study I look at, it, like, in the beginning of 2019, uh, 62% of uh, podcast listeners uh, used uh, Apple podcasts. The second biggest one was Spotify with more than 200 million uh, monthly active users at 9.5%. And then the rest of the market is very, very fragmented. There's a lot of podcast listening apps. And I think you can just say Apple Podcasts is basically the the market leader and the incumbent. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have some other large players and then you have a a long tail of other listening apps. Let's just start with the the one and only true important question. (laughs) Which app are you using to listen (laughs) to your podcasts?
1: Uh, I I use uh, use Spotify. Um... Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I, I tried out different, different tools also because I, I was just curious how they work and how they identify search. And I believe in Spotify a lot because I like the kind of one-stop system for music and podcasting. And I think the listing of, podcastings, of podcasts within the podcasting area within Spotify is better done than with Apple Podcasts. Did you also feel the same or was it different for you?
0: So I'm I'm only using Spotify for some Spotify exclusive podcasts, to be honest. Mm. Like that mm. I like rarely listen to. For me in my head, Spotify is still music and I actually don't like that Spotify is suggesting like podcasts like right next to my music because I in my head it's just very different. Um, mm. I, I still use Breaker. I, I actually you like say. Breaker. Um, mostly I think some degree, it's just I, I know the founders. Uh, I didn't know them when I started using it, but by now I've met them. They're great. And I really like the content suggestions from Breaker because Breaker is mostly used by other startup people. So the most listened episodes or the recommended episodes are usually episodes that other people in Silicon Valley or in the tech ecosystem like very much which mm-hmm. makes it very easy for me to discover new good podcast episodes that I probably like, um, at least in that specific niche. So for all my tech-related, startup-related podcasts, the discovery feature on Breaker is just unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy that about it. And I, I don't think that it's necessarily the like, fric- most frictionless uh, experience out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a a tiny bit slower, but uh, I have also tried a lot of different ones. Uh, I think yeah, Breaker is still my number one, and then I'm um, iterating between uh, a couple of different apps and uh, to and, to listen to others. And and do you mostly
1: listen because that, that excites me a little bit? Like, do you uh, <laughs> do you mostly listen to podcasts that are created by podcast publishers or by individuals?
0: Yeah, so publishers that like I don't yeah. know uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, that depends a bit. So uh, actually a, a good topic that we can follow up uh, with, with afterwards. And let, let's let's just dive deeper into this right now. Sure. So I think most of the podcasts that I really like are either... Like I have one or two from just really large media companies. I, I like I, I really like NPR. They have a couple of mm-hmm. great podcasts. So they are really, really big. I think probably the biggest publisher out there, at least one of them. So definitely that. Then Gimlet has a couple of great podcasts. It's like a, a company that's focused on on podcast production only. And then I'm also like, I, I listen to some of the large ones, like Sam Harris, one of my favorites. Uh, I listen to John rog- Joe Rogan, not not to every single episode, but to the ones that interest me. Tim Ferriss, like these are fairly known people in the startup industry. So t- I mean, technically they are sing- like one man shows. They have some stuff behind it, but not really like just Two guys or one guy sitting in a like living room or whatever, and then I, I also listen to some actual like smaller creators. So it's it's actually a broad mix. Now I, I haven't really thought about it before you asked, but I think it's a fairly broad mix of uh, like larger creators and smaller creators, and uh, then I also listen to some uh, like not really media businesses. Uh, for example, I really like the A16Z podcast. Uh, I like my Combinators podcast, uh, at least in the tech scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's a broad mix. What is it for you, actually?
1: Um, I think it's very much related to, um, to of course, the content and, and um, mm. oftentimes also to the guests that they have. I'm really interested in conversations. That's kind of my way of potentially really going like to, to... What's that? Say again.
0: Yeah, you like guest podcasts the most? Is it is it what yeah. you predominantly listen to?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I'm. I. It's funny because I also I'm not the biggest fan. Even though I love the audio space, I am not the biggest fan of of books. Ooh,
0: I, it's, it's it's a spicy it, comment if you talk to me. Yeah,
1: yeah I know. I I, I I see the confrontation happening already. Um, <laughs> but
0: um, <laughs> it's
1: it's. I don't know. I'm 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 just not the kind of person that loves to listen to kind of uh, audiobooks because it, it feels to me very single-sided and I love the I I am I'm really hyped by the 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 content and, and the ideas that pop up in those kind of spontaneous conversations between two people. And I have the feeling, and that's maybe also a psychological thing again, but it I think it's very much linked to the business side. When two people talk to each other, I have the feeling. Uh, in a podcast i have the feeling that i'm kind of sitting next to them uh, and i'm listening and learning and if let's say if if i would have um a podcast where where two people talk to each other and they would charge me three dollars a month to listen to the conversation of two kind of uh, let's say more professional startup founders or or business uh, business people i would pay a certain amount of money to, to be part of that conversation because I would also in real life pay for, um, I would probably pay a small amount of money to be part of that conversation and the podcasting kind of skips the line of I need to be, I can be there virtually, I can listen to it whenever I want and that's something that I find very, very interesting and I think looking at kind of the the, the Spotify's of, of this world where they just kind of bought Joe Rogan as an ex- exclusive kind of podcast into their portfolio, I think looking into the future, people are going to pay a certain amount of money to be part of, of one-on-one conversations that are going to be streamed through audio. I, I promise. Uh, let's let's keep that in mind. I think that's definitely something that's going to happen in the future and that underlines the business opportunities for people that are in this space, especially people like Joe Rogan and the Tim Ferriss of this world, of course.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah with, with some part of what you say, I fundamentally agree and with the other part, I fundamentally disagree. Let's start with where I agree. I think that having actual conversations between two smart people or sometimes one really smart person and one very prepared person that can ask good questions is one Mm -hmm. of the best ways of expanding into different fields and getting new input. And for two reasons, I think, because often, one, you don't actually, like for me, some of the most love podcasts that I've listened to I didn't know the guests before I didn't know who they were what they were doing Um, so I'm actually getting input from people I wouldn't have gotten input from otherwise and Mm. then secondly what I also find very interesting is you can dive into so many different things within a within especially a longer conversation with a guest That they probably wouldn't have put in a blog post or whatever, even if they would write about something. So you can just, you can tackle so many different issues with a specific person and you get such a a vast number of different inputs. So I really, uh, to some degree, I really like guest shows and I also listen to some of them. However, I'm also a big fan of audiobooks on the one hand. Mm -hmm. I love audiobooks. I think uh, it's like, on the one hand, I like nonfiction audiobooks. I think there are a lot of great books that can be consumed in audio form where you learn a lot. And then also like fiction audiobooks because there's very few things that really get me to relax better than listening to a really, really good story and someone tell it really well. Uh, so, uh, but I've been listening to audiobooks for for years now. Like I, I've been like an original – not original, it's fairly, fairly old, but like I've, I've started listening to Audible – I started using Audible very early on, and and still am a subscriber and love love the the platform. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing that I wanted to mention is that I totally totally agree that people will pay for podcasts, and especially for these conversations, because it's one of the best ways of actually getting access to very famous or smart people that you wouldn't get access to otherwise. And that's what I tried to allude to earlier. Mm-hmm. If you if you manage to attract really successful, smart, ambitious, I don't know, whatever, funny people to your podcast, and you by definition own the, the content that you produce, that can be extremely valuable. So I think Spotify made a really, really good deal when they bought Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I'm royally pissed that they bought Joe Rogan. Uh, not not Joe Rogan, but like his podcast. <laughs> because I, one thing that I really love about the podcast space is that it was free and readily accessible for everyone. Mm. And if you hide everything behind paywalls, that will destroy a lot of the good things that came out of podcasting, in my opinion. I, the open I discussion agree. and lo- yeah, sorry. Uh, I think you know what, I, what I'm going to. See. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: It definitely restricts the the market opportunity. I, I I totally see your point. And that's I think the unfortunate thing. I totally understand why from a business standpoint, of course, the Spotify did it. They yeah. were incredibly smart about audio acquisitions. They bought Gimlet. They bought yeah, Anch- yeah. they bought they bought Anchor as kind of the foundation to produce podcasts. We all we both are also using it. Um, and we mm-hmm. don't have any shares or whatever. <laughs> um, sadly and <laughs> <laughs> true point. <laughs> and they now also acquire individual podcasts which i think in total their audio strategy seems to be very much on point
0: yeah spotify is doing a great job i think yeah the gimlet acquisition there's actually a great podcast about the acquisition of gimlet by spotify yeah i've listened to you know which one it is no i i don't remember where it was i think we will look it up and put it in the show notes it's a really really interesting conversation and it's it's actually told by one of the Gimlet co-founders. Isn't it the podcast where they just talk about their own journey? What is it I, it's either that or it's
1: on – there's this podcast called Acquired, and I think they were interviewed by them, but I'm not 100% sure. So we need to yeah, double
0: check. Uh, they were probably interviewed there, but I think I'm referencing a, an actual Gimlet podcast okay. um, where they – I think it's two episodes where they talk about the their journey and everything leading up to it. But we will figure it out. We will post it in the show notes. And yeah, I I think there is a lot of different avenues we could uh, go into right now, but we have been talking for some time. So my actual suggestion is that we uh, maybe do like a quick summary of what we talked about today. And then we, uh, I think we should just continue the conversation in the next episode, because I think there's still a lot of things that we want to talk about. And I don't think that we can bring it all into this episode. Do you agree? No,
1: I agree. I agree. Um, we should we should probably uh, have a three-hour conversation about
0: this. <laughs> I'm Tim Ferriss
1: style. Tim Ferriss
0: style. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I I can j- just start with a very brief summary and then uh, since it's your uh, one of your favorite topics you can you can close it off and then we just switch to books and tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I-, I think a couple of things that are clear, at least to us. One, audio is an Amazing medium, and we both cherish it in like in in the same ways, but also in different ways. Two, it will be a very very big industry, and it's already growing bigger and bigger every single year. We are both big believers in the industry. We've we've talked about why we think it it will increase. We we talked about tailwinds, and I think we are we're just generally very excited about it and uh, i think at some point we definitely want to have a guest on board who we just interview about uh, the audio industry i have a couple of people in mind i think you as well but yeah i I think that's 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 it uh, from me on audio right now what is your your brief summary before we continue in the next episode sure um i i I actually just to
1: summarize i have one point um which kind of adds on what we said um Mm-hmm. as a summarizing word um, audio is big in consumption you you mentioned that and I think the other part is audio has different layers below that which we we which we shortly touched which are more in the technology space um, uh, and, and I believe that audio can be the next interface and it just depends how technology mm. moves forward yeah. and to all the founders and, and the people that actually want to start companies look into that space specifically look how technology is kind of developed further because there's so much stuff that you can do and I think it's a great um, encouragement to um, to understand the audio and voice technology scene better uh, and, and and hopefully start great companies upon that in the future. So I think that's kind of my part in guidance um, uh, that, that is directly related to audio and the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about podcasts, which is a significant portion, but definitely not where you see this industry going or, or myself. Um, so yeah. Uh, that was great. That was a lot of fun. I think we should we should definitely do that more often, just to talk about specific industries in a more detailed okay. fashion. Uh, to everyone who's listening, if you think the same, let us know. If you disagree, let us know as well. We are very much inclined uh, to use listener feedback to some degree, right? We we all we also know what we want to talk about, but we we are always happy for your feedback, and especially for the last uh, couple of episodes, we got a lot of input very good feedback some some nice questions that we want to dive into probably in the next episode so yeah feel free to reach, reach out we we are reading everything and uh, happy to uh to facilitate some of some of the requests of course uh, and reach out
1: on kind of linkedin twitter right for, for people wondering where they can find us that's kind of where we, where yeah, we are that uh, works reachable.
0: that works okay so book recommendation i have a great book for us this week and I think I I might have like at least insinuated it before, but it, it was definitely, I definitely did not mention it and it was not a recommendation and it's called Titan. It's written by Ron Chernow and it's about mm. history's first billionaire and the patriarch of America's most famous dynasties, the Rockefellers. It's about Rockefeller senior, his rise to fame and fortune and it's a really detailed explanation of his life, of how he built this big, big, big monopoly uh, that he uh, that he built, and I think it's just a great book. And it's like Rockefeller is just a, an extremely inspiring person, uh, despite like some issues with like the monopoly, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very inspiring in my opinion. And Cherno is one of my favorite authors, actually. He has written some great biographies about some of America's greatest people. And most people that I know who really cherish good biographies know him or mention him as one of their favorite authors. So yeah, definitely a good book. You should read it if you like biograph- biographies. You should read it if you like to build really big companies and if you want to build either a dynasty or an empire. Uh, depending on your preferences, <laughs> uh, and by empire, I don't mean uh, a Genghis Khan-style empire, but rather a business empire.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to uh, ask, but uh, there are two possibilities going different pathways. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, do you have a Do you have a tool I, for I, us? Or
1: I, I, uh, I knew Cherno but I didn't know this book. Cool. Thanks for mentioning it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you ever need a like good a good biography, it def- should definitely be near the top of your list.
1: Cool. Excellent.
0: Um, want to tell us a tool do you want me to tell 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 the listeners a tool what what do you think? I would love to kind of
1: also directly related to our topic. Um a lot of people have asked me about a great newsletter. Um, in huh. the audio and voice space, and I can recommend one. It's um, there's an agency called Rain, a rain like the rain, um, like I actually see today in Germany. We have a lot of rain today. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, it's it's called the Rain Agency Newsletter, and they, I think weekly, they talk about um, voice and what happens in the audio industry. They also publish all the different surveys and 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 research papers that are being done. So that's very interesting for everybody that wants to get deeper into that space so that's my recommendation
0: nice i like it very relevant to what we talked about okay any other closing yeah. words or do you want me to close it off with our daily quote not daily quote with our episode quote <laughs> daily would be
1: cool um, Daily would no, be go- pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, let's 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 try to do that in the future <laughs> no go ahead um i'm excited to hear it. okay
0: yeah um so first of all it was great talking to you again max we we had like a, a short break in between because both of us were busy and then yeah i was sick. kind of <laughs> yeah I, I didn't want to mention it but yeah max was sick he postponed it <laughs> um it's his fault uh, but yeah yes. I, I think we're still we're still on schedule with our episodes uh we're really we're really excited that uh there's so many of you who actually like us talking about these things and yeah the quote for uh, for today is from f scott Fitzgerald. And he said, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. (laughs) And I find that to be very true because there are so many areas in life or in business where it isn't black or white, where it's usually some weird form of gray. Where uh, One of my favorite examples is, on the one hand the quote it doesn't matter what other people are thinking is super true right because you should just mm. think from first principles you shouldn't care too much about what other people are saying on the other hand it's very important what other people are saying about you because your reputation if it's too bad or like if it's if it's negative can really hurt you so both mm. both sides of the coin are actually true to some degree but you need to be able to combine those to to actually like still function. And that's a very like soft example. And there are many more other examples for this. And uh, yeah, so I think it's a very good quote, really good quote. I've never come across really like it. And it gets me thinking, I mean
1: uh, you often have kind of two thoughts at the same time and you try to kind of order them uh, and and it's still difficult. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. I, I really like it.
0: Great. I think that's a good, <laughs> good point to close it off. As always, it was a pleasure uh, to everyone listening, feel free to to think about uh, two things at the same time and see how it works out. And we'll we'll hear you. or no, you will hear
1: us <laughs> next week. Perfect. Thanks, Mike.